devotional and your efforts is going to work and you subconsciously emotionally neglect your children right and you emotionally don't give them the love and support that's necessary for them to be able to this is your boy femi it's your boy nick and this is the uncovered podcast with nick and femi welcome man so you know what we've never done oh is that we've actually never spoken about how our day's been and how we've been I think that, that, like, we all just go in straight, bang, here's a topic. Yes, sir. But no one wants, like, no one's, I think a lot of people, like, a lot of people slide into my DMs and they've been asking me, like, bro, like, how have you actually been there? Like, you know, like, you say a lot of this stuff. Name three people who have done that. I can't for confidentiality. (laughs) (laughs) I have your passwords. Ain't nobody (laughs) is hitting you up with So I thought I'd take me, (laughs) your missus. And your mom. <laughs> this is so, I, so I thought I'd take this opportunity to end to respond to some of the DMs. Hey, and how my day's day, bro. Be Let's like, talk it out. Yeah, man. So honestly, my day's been great. Okay. You know, starting the new year, you know, yep. but I felt I felt quite in the mood. Okay. And I felt quite um motivated and positive and inspired. So Ooh. I like how you say that motivation is just temporary, but inspiration is long term. And that's on. how I've been feeling. Yep, yep. So something <clears> that I've really been practicing yes. for my mental health as well is one strong morning routine. Yeah, man. Up early af and actually sticking to it so i've been waking up at like 5 30 non-stop i guess yeah, unless right. on sundays i give myself a little bit of a break yep, yep. i wake up and i just have a very just solid routine which i can go into if someone else lies into my dm i can tell what that's about but that's one thing yeah but the second thing i've been doing is a lot of reflecting a lot of reflecting yeah i love and that. understanding myself a lot more a lot better been able to articulate and understand my emotions i think is some of the things so today i've been great and <laughs> today i've been great Cool. Thanks for filming. And um, yeah, if you want to know a bit more about me, just you know, just don't hesitate. I mean, thanks for asking, but yeah, I'm no good too. Thanks, but no one asked you. That's the difference. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked you. Oh, facts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boom, uh, boom, boom. So, what are we talking about today, Femi, Anyway, uh, bang. So, honestly, obviously, everybody's life experience and experience with mental health is different. Yeah. So I think it's really ex- important that we talk about it from a cultural perspective. Mm. Cultural sensitivity is quite is quite an important element of mental health because mm. your environment is so is so so important. Hundred percent to you, the way you respond and the way that you actually build resilience in yeah. your whole kind of mental health journey. So I really want us to talk about your our culture, not just African migrant whatever you want to call it culture might be australian whatever culture yeah. is very very vast so i want to talk about that mate i think that's sick man i think i think we didn't talk about that enough at all 100 something that we, we were always told about in the healthcare system especially living in australia mm. like we have a massive diverse community and you get exposed to a lot of different types but in terms of a mental health perspective i think yeah i can't wait to talk about that so first Sorry, man. Thank you for that look. So that's just our sound guy just saying you look so good, Nick. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about it, right? Because what we've... Doing a podcast. <laughs> Ugly guy, man. Podcast face, bro. <laughs> podcast face. You know what? So, like, let's talk about it, right? So different cultures, right? Right. In this place that we live in, we understand that one of the biggest things that we know as nurses, right, is that not everybody that comes to our hospital is always receptive to, receptive to treatment yep. and receptive to actually coming in and being seeking the help that we provide, yes. right? And why do you actually think that is? In terms of a mental health perspective, 
why do you think a lot of people from different cultures find it difficult to kind of engage with mental health services? So I guess the obvious answer is health literacy, but I think that with the way that we've kind of evolved as a society, I think that that reasoning is becoming less and less apparent mm. because I feel like, um, yes, there's a lower health literacy amongst, let's say, you know, first generation migrants or whatever like that. But yeah. if we're looking at, we if we look at it from a, a research basis, I'm sorry, I'm just going to go a little bit technical try not to it, like, don't lose me yeah because it, it makes perfect sense go for it if we look at it from a research basis we have from ethnic migrants and refugees have a higher level of diagnosis yeah however we have a significantly lower level of help seeking behavior so presentations yeah to mental health facilities mm. why is that which is your question the mm. reason why is not just health literacy it's also the trauma within it mm. and there's so many different levels of trauma it's not just because people when you hear that people often think that it's like oh i'm a first generation migrant i never was a child soldier right mm. do you know what i mean and we yeah. look at it from a very very basic understanding that's okay yeah. but trauma is very it's very vast there's generational trauma there's there's kind of like your environmental trauma it's yeah. like the the number one thing that I saw and I re, like I recognized from doing my 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 thesis mm. about transcultural psych, psychiatric care was that there was so much unintentional emotional neglect mm. from parents first generation migrant parents mm. to children right very interesting right mm. because you come into a new country and you are in a you're automatically disadvantaged yeah. Very, very rarely, it's a very small minority of people that come in migrants that have a head start right. in comparison. Yeah. So what do you have to do? You have to work twice as hard. Emotional and your efforts is going to work and you subconsciously, emotionally neglect your children. Right. And you emotionally don't give them the love and support that's necessary for them to be able to develop those. Why, like... On a statistical, on a statistic basis, you can just see that um, migrants and ethnics are much more susceptible to, you know, I've got to be very, very careful with, my ch with the choice of my words right now, right? Because the reason why we're, we're a culture, culture sensitivity is so important is because of that. Like we have a much higher level of unintentional emotional neglect, which obviously breeds less resilience and less kind of like mental stability in the long term. Right. Okay. So pretty much what you're saying is that it kind of stems from, from our parents, then to our child, from them being a child, and then it becomes generational from there. Is that kind of what you're saying? I think there's two parts of it. I right. think there's generational. And then I also think that that's a factor, environmental. Gener okay. So generational, without it being too kind of scientific and going yeah. into evolution and all that kind of stuff, Trauma can be passed on to your generation to generation. Yeah. And you see that they did a test on it with like, with Holocaust survivors, their children had a very, very different makeup as opposed to, um, as opposed to people that, you know, mm. like quote unquote, regular normal people that didn't mm. experience that. So trauma is definitely a, can be a generational thing for sure. Yeah. Awesome. That's, that's interesting. Cause I've never actually thought of it that way. The way I kind of, looked at it was quite more um i wouldn't say it's superficial um but the way i was kind of looking at it is from like from the person's culture from their upbringing mm. and obviously coming to a culture because australia is very it's very western right so a lot of the yeah. things that we kind of do is very 
quite different to what people from different cultures are kind of used to. Sure. And the kind of thing that I was kind of looking at it from was from an angle of like, obviously, fear, different spiritual beliefs, and also yeah. stigma that's associated and can actually impact their culture. For example, when it comes to stigma, for example, I feel that particular different cultures, there's a lot more repercussions involved where someone admits that they're mentally unwell as opposed to how it would be like or perceived in Australia. Sure. And because of that, a lot of people are fearful of actually opening up or engaging with the services because they don't want to have that shame or that guilt or that reputation that I'm someone that's kind of unwell. 100%. And from my perspective, I felt that's a lot of the reasons why a lot of people don't engage with those type of services because I don't want that on my record. Sure. The thing about it is that once you once you come to a hospital and we put down your medical record, it's it's on your medical record. Sure. And a lot of people are quite fearful of that. The other thing that I was talking about in terms of spiritual kind of beliefs, right, was in terms of what people people's beliefs in terms of what mental health is. For example, I, I believe I think it's in India or something like that. I think that I might be wrong. I, I might be wrong, but I think it's. A, <laughs> but there's a. <laughs> I think it's in India. I'm pretty sure it's in India. Where I hope so. Because yeah. if not, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose second. my So good. <laughs> no, no, no. Go, go, go. But I think it's in India that people kind of look as a mental, being mentally unwell as a result of karma. It's like this sure. is what you kind of put this upon yourself, and as a result, in parts of India, yeah, that's yeah, right. it's India. Beautiful. Parts of India, pa- yeah, yeah, sure. Facts. That's what I meant. Parts of India. Yeah, yeah, they look at it as a common, as a result of like, this is how you you kind of deserve this on yourself. And I think that, you know, coming into Australia or coming into the Western society and where you, we look at mental health as more of like, we separate the two Mm. as we separate as mind and body, mind or mental and physical, or some cultures look at it all as one thing. Mm. I think it's a bit, that's kind of the reasons why a lot of people don't kind of engage with the services because either they feel like, a, this is my karma, or two, I don't feel like it's something that I kind of need to, to work with. I think that's really interesting. I think that we're looking at from a perspective of mm. third world and second world countries. Mm. I think, but I feel like if we, that's 100% correct for second and third world countries yep. and immigrants coming in here from those places. Yep. But the research shows that it doesn't really matter what country you're coming from. You can be coming from your England mm. and have that same effect mm. of having a higher level of presentation but lower likelihood to actually seek help seeking behaviors. The reason being of that kind of traumatization of being a migrant and that whole kind of moving and that kind of that, that whole kind of process. So I think that you're not incorrect. I think there's just two points to it. Mm. And I think that it's quite interesting to not I think it's quite important rather to not kind of how do I say this? To not oversimplify yeah. and to not to yeah, oversimplify what what's going on with, with what's happening because it's it's very easy to say that and I think mm. that it's correct. However, it's not the main thing. It's not the main reason. Yeah. It's not the cause. I think it's Which just... Which is true because yeah. you can never be like, just like, this is the specific reason why blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's not. Of course. Because yeah. you look at different cultures, like there's some countries in the world where when you're mentally unwell, you're getting arrested. You're going to jail. 100%. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you're just, or you're a witch or you're That's whatever. Right. You just know like what I mean? us, like in Nigeria. In, like, Nigeria. in Nigeria. Like you're not getting any love for that. You know what I mean? You're like if all my Niger people were already a Daru. You know what I mean? No one's saying, oh, this guy needs help. It's like, ah, where are you? That means crazy in, in, yeah. in my language, right? It's like he's lost his mind. Mm. So it's very, very interesting that we don't, I, if I'm being honest, if I'm like I don't know my language 100 back to front, yeah, I can't think. There's like, I can't think of a word for mental health, mm. which is interesting. It's right? interesting, right? I've never heard my parents talk about mental health. 
Mm. It's always, only until I started actually doing this that my mom was like, yeah. oh, that's interesting because if they were to re- if people back home were to receive this in Nigeria, that it wouldn't be receptive to it. My mm. mom was telling me the other day that someone was unwell and the community's like, oh my God, this person's a, he's a witch, he's a winch. Of course. We're going to set him on fire. And everyone's <laughs> celebrating that. Like, it's just... It's fact. It's really insane what happens. And I think that a lot of the times we don't really give ourselves that sensitivity to be, to understand where people's upbringing was exactly. and then to come here and then to be like, oh, why are you acting that kind of way? Like we're just so not culturally sensitive to different different cultures. 100%. And mm. I think that like, it's so true. Like once you, we don't actually give the person, we don't actually give the opportunity to, ref, to for that person to appreciate mm. where they've come from. 100%. Because it's so different. It is mm. so incredibly different. And we can sometimes feel, we can sometimes live in this bubble mm. because it's easier to live in this bubble than mm. to recognize that there's real shit going on elsewhere mm. that isn't really that far away. Mm. If you look at some places, like if you go to like some parts of Papua New Guinea, that shit's still happening. Papua mm. New Guinea is a couple hours from Australia. Mm. Beat. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy because we feel like, oh, this is what we feel like because we live here, this is just how it is all over the world. Yeah. But it's really not like that at all. Mm. Like, and I used to be like that as well. I used to be like, oh, Australia is just, this is how it is everywhere. Blah, blah, blah. It's where I should be. It's where I should be. But it's like, no, nah, honestly, like, I'm very blessed. We're very blessed to be here. Like, this we, is are just, the 100%, 100%. we are the 1%. We are the 1%. We are the 1%. Yeah. 100%. So it's like, it's, it's a very interesting kind of, um, topic yeah 100 percent. but what's your kind of take on that because obviously we understand that's part reason mm. that people don't engage with mental health services Bruh. do you think that that makes it correct or true to not do that or what i always say is trauma is not an excuse it's an explanation and i got that <laughs> off um uh, someone I, like i really really love maston kip i think he's one of the most mm. like pioneering and innovative is he mental health he talked yeah, talk about mental health yeah okay he's absolutely fantastic kind of like entrepreneur like uh, unbelievable guy right mm. and he always says that like it's not an ex- it's not an ex- it's not an excuse but it's an explanation mm. i'm not saying that it's right or it's wrong i don't it's not negative or positive i'm not mm. saying any of that i'm just saying that it's an ex- it's it's a it's a way for you to understand that person's thought process mm. and that person's behavior right the reason why you as a per- let's say for example the reason why you might be distant emotionally is because you might have emotional neglect mm. you might have emotionally you might have been traumatized from that as a child yeah and you might not recognize that it's not saying that it's right mm. you're not saying that you shouldn't get that fixed i'm not saying that it's an excuse for you to go and slap someone in the face yeah it definitely is the explanation for that 100 but even though we understand that's the explanation like from our stance point it's like what do you kind of do because i still in the mm. i still have the belief that like even though I understand why you're doing this. Sure. Not saying that it's wrong or right, but I would still kind of encourage you or motivate you to come and seek that help and seek that services. But what it kind of sounds like, what I'm saying by doing that is that I'm disagreeing with that belief that you have and that you should engage or you should kind of disregard all of that. No, I don't think that that's Mm. true. I think that like it all comes down to communication and the way that you word things. Mm. Because having a different stance doesn't mean that you are, you are demeaning that person's belief system right that's what it means being culturally sensitive it doesn't yeah. mean culturally dismissive right it means understanding that person and mm. being sensitive to the fact that that person's culture is what is is a big advisor mm. and is guiding that person's beliefs and is guiding that person's decision making yeah. and being able to put that into consideration when you're then making your own suggestions yeah because the truth is you're making suggestions based on what we know now Mm. We might be wrong in five years. That's true. 
So for you to say that you're right is completely wrong. Mm. It's just you're just giving them advice and you're giving them a guidance as to what is, from what we know now, from the best research and the best kind of evidence, is this is the best process for dealing with this level of mental health. Mm. And that's all you got to say. And it's just as long as you're mentally, as long as you're culturally sensitive about and understanding like their thought process and giving them time, 100%, I think that it's going to be effective. I don't think it's going to result in a, it could result in an argument, but I don't think that it should. Yeah, absolutely. Because I just, like, like I agree 100%, 100% with what you're saying. Yeah. It's just, it's always just, it's always that kind of fine balance and trying to understand the language and not kind of a, like still being sensitive because obviously we're, we're sen- as nurses, like we, we have to be. Yeah, that's nurses. all that it is. But as a result of it, sometimes like I've had experiences, obviously in emergency where, you know, you've had someone that come from a different culture, I'm trying to give them something that we believe through our evidence and our research is best for them. They don't believe that. And it turns into a disagreement, an argument, and it comes to a point where it sounds like what I'm saying to them is that my way is right. This is what's going to help you. And if you don't do this, this is going to be the repercussions. That's what it sounds like. But mm. I feel like from that sentence, it sounds like you didn't have, you didn't ask enough questions and you didn't delve deep into that person's thought process. Possibly. Because I feel like if you're able to ask the right questions and ask the why mm. over and over again, like the same process that we spoke about before mm. about validate empathize ask why and yeah. go through that process yeah you'll get a much better response as to why that person is hesitant and it might not be as simple as i'm wrong you're right mm. it could be it could be like you there might be that person that individual person as as a specific trauma attached to that hospital for mm. example and it might be as simple as like i want that per- I, it's not that i don't want my person i don't want my loved one to get help i just don't want them to be inpatient mm. i don't want them to be x i don't want them to be y yeah. so as if you actually get down to the root cause of it i think that we're going to be able to have better conversations mm. about mental health comes down to having therapeutic relationships therapeutic yeah. relationships come down to having better conversations yeah ah fair enough that's fair enough now i was i saw one thing that you wrote here you were saying about because you weren't born overseas doesn't mean you didn't have cultural burdens to address yes can you elaborate on that what I mean by that is that we have this game where we compare trauma and we compare burdens, where we believe that because I was born overseas, my shit's heavier to deal with than yours. Mm, okay. I was born overseas, right? Mm. But I don't, for one second, discount the individual trauma that somebody that was born in may have. Basically, what I'm saying is that it's this is not trauma or trauma informed care is not a dick measuring competition yeah i'm not here to i'm not here to dismiss or negate that other person's kind of issues so what i mean by culture and when i say that is like just because you were born here doesn't mean you don't have those cultural burdens and that means two that's a two-prong approach it may be that you have immigrant parents and you were born here and maybe that you you know, first fleet Australian, being here your whole life. Mm. It still means that you have cultural issues that you need to deal with yeah. for you to be able to have the best mental state. Okay. And that's a fact. It just means that like, because yes, right. In terms of like a, a general sense, marginalized communities obviously go through more immediate trauma that we see, right? right? Mm-hmm. In comparison to a six foot, white guy from you know yeah from mossman right so what i'm getting at is that we shouldn't discount those other people and i think that it's very very valid for those people to 
accept their own trauma because mm. they are, I often have um, conversations with people that were born here okay. and they often feel like they, what they're going through is invalid in comparison to what I've gone through. Right. But I don't think that's right. Mm. Nah, I hear that. I hear that. Okay. Because I've never had those kind of conversations. So to me, mm. I was like, oh, I never knew that people kind of compared their trauma to that kind of level that it was coming a bit of a thing. But that's very interesting. Mm. Do you think that objectively though, sometimes you can just straight up say that some situations are worse than others objectively i don't think objectively uh, the word objectively comes into trauma if i'm being honest i think that it's something that is is so personalized and is so based on resilience and so based on environment for me to say that like that is worse than that is very difficult for me to say that there's obviously there's obvious traumatic experiences. Yeah. However, do I am I able to say that that person's trauma is bigger than somebody else's? No, I can't. Fair enough. I think that mm, it's interesting. I think that. Um, however, look, I'm not. I'm not saying that to just to clarify. I'm not saying that to be like, okay, let's start comparing. That's why I'm trying to avoid. I feel yeah, like yeah. this conversation is a comparison game. Yeah. Of, What's which it shouldn't be it's not yeah. a comparison mm. game it's just everybody's going through shit yeah respect that person's shit yeah focus on your own shit yeah move on yeah do you know what <laughs> I mean like yeah, that's, that's honestly what it is because the more that we have this kind of co- I'm not trying to I'm not trying to like dismiss your question it's more just that I was taking a I don't understand what you're doing because yeah. it's taking a different it's path it's taking a different path and I don't want it to be a comparison mm. game because we're going to go into saying shit like because I've had this conversation before and it goes into conversations like, well, are you comparing slavery or rape <laughs> to fucking falling off a scale? Like, no, I'm not comparing anything to anything. What I'm getting at is that like each person's Got experience yeah. needs to be respected. Yeah, 100%. And I agree with that point entirely, entirely, 100%. But I think that like pretty much the moral of what kind of we're talking about is that it's just so important to be culturally aware yes. and sensitive and not to just um not to just discount or discredit anyone exactly. i think a lot of the times that like a lot of the times we get into the habit of doing that which just isn't right like we just got to kind of just focus on on what we're doing and be aware and just yep. kind of move forward from that we space too much time too much energy comparing and um just being rude in in general where it's like yeah. no need for that and it happens you, mm. you have a comp- it works on two sides because like this is what i believe right it's we, we works on two sides. You come in there and you talk to a Caucasian white guy from Moss, man. And he wants to talk about his issues and what he's going through. Yeah. And you're going through shit in terms of like, you. someone's just called you the N-word on the bus. Yeah, yeah. And he wants to talk about his shit. Yeah. Like, Shut up, man. You know what it's like to be called an N-word every yeah, day? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're comparing. It's just like, but you don't know what he's going through. You haven't even thought sat there to ask. Yeah. So it's really, really, and it's and the vice versa. Or the opposite is that person. You want to speak about it, and you want to be able to kind of help on that. Yeah. And you want to be able to get help on it, but you always feel like, oh, I can't ask him because he's going through worse shit. Yeah, there's yeah. someone. There's there's people out there worse than me. Yeah. And I think that's you're such a, like you're struggling because it, blah blah blah. It's such yeah. a toxic statement to make. There's someone out there who has it worse than me. Mm. That doesn't matter. Mm. You are, if you're going through stuff, you need to seek your own help and you need to be comfortable enough to value yourself enough to be able to do that. Because really what you're saying by like, someone's got a worse off than me. That's okay. I'll let them, I'll let them. There's not a finite amount of help in the world. Yeah. It's not finite. So it's like, 
you saying that you're just saying that you're not worthy of the time yeah. or deserving of the time to be able to help and heal. Mm. So I think it's very, very important that we don't make those statements. As, There's other people out there worse 100%. off. 100%. Yeah. And that's just like, it's kind of like you're doing a disservice to yourself. You're just letting whatever's boiling inside you just manifest and just lead to something that's way worse than what it should have been. Okay. I think that's a really important point. Um, but I think for... for I think for the most point, man, I think we covered a very, very interesting kind yeah. of topic that I think that a lot of people will actually benefit from and is super valuable to that. I don't like that dance for me, man. Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think, well, I think we're pretty much good to kind of wrap it up. What do you think? Me too, man. I love that topic. I think that this is a very, very interesting topic and it's something that's close to my heart. So I'm, I'm really happy with that. 100%. So, as always, hit the beat. So, yo, hear me. So if you like that, Leave a review. Talk to me. I'll come through. Ooh. <laughs> oh, no. I got bars. Drake. Drake. We're calling out every... <laughs> We're talking, calling out every rapper in Sydney. Nah. Kwame. Nah, especially Kwame. <laughs> Kwame. We're coming for you, boy. Nah, bro. You don't want it. You don't want it. But honestly, if you love that, and you learn something from that, like, leave a review, drop a comment. Yep. I'd love to hear your learnings, what you guys kind of got from that. 100%. And what more you'd like to see of what kind of topics, what kind of angles. Do you even agree with what we were saying? You don't have to. You don't have to at all. This is just kind of our perspective. That's all we're sharing from what we've learned, what we've dealt with. And research. But, and you research, know, if you want to disagree, that's fine as well. <laughs> you can disagree. You're more than welcome no, you, can <laughs> you definitely disagree because at the end of the day, man, like, hey, this is what we know right now. You might be pioneering it and you might actually know a lot more about that stuff from your own perspective and you've lived it and would love to hear from you. Yeah, 100%. So drop a comment, leave a review and I'll see you guys next week in the next episode of... See you on Thursday, actually. Yeah, facts. See you on Thursday. <laughs> see you on Thursday. Thursday, Thursday. Of the world's greatest podcast in the yes, world. Sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Peace and love. It is the Uncovered Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Nick and Femi. And if you want to follow me for, you know, some <laughs> selfies, at Bruce Femi. <laughs> Um, and at Neasy, four E's and an underscore. And an underscore. <laughs> underscore. It's um, easy. Just type in N, four E's. Uh, boom. Peace and love. Peace and love, guys. Wow. <laughs>